Hi, this is Denise. This is Leo. And you're listening to Satcher Day Radio. Listening to Saturday Radio. My name's NKNX. Abar. And we're here at the Montclair Brewery with Leo and Denise. What's up, guys? Yay! Hey. What's going on? Hey there. I, I want to start off by saying thank you because you guys let us come here, throw our Make Music Day event this year here. And we're DJing here tonight. By the time this show comes out, it's going to be over. But, um, we're DJing here tonight, so I want to thank you guys for always ah, please. supporting Saturday. You're absolutely welcome. It's, uh, it's our yeah. pleasure having you guys here. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. And uh, so who are you guys, and what, do, what could people uh, know about you? Well, I don't know. I don't know where to, where to start. <laughs> uh, let's start with the brewery. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, let, uh, let, let her start first, okay. and then All I'll right. come in later. All right. So anyway, so I'm, I'm Denise. So I'm half of Montclair, the owner of uh, Montclair Brewery. So we just celebrated our one-year anniversary um, a couple weeks ago, October 12, 13. That weekend, we celebrated one-year business. And we are part of the Montclair community now. We're thrilled to be that way. We're residents here, too. We've uh, been here for about 13 years. And... That was one of the things that we realized that was kind of missing in Montclair Brewery. So we decided, hey, why not open up one? So I'm really simplifying it, but that was part of the thought process in opening up um, Montclair Brewery. Hey, let me jump in. It's yeah. <laughs> well, we, uh, you know, I, I, I've been brewing for quite some time in the basement. I got to tell you, she didn't like the smell. So that's why she kicked me out. So, <laughs> but the brewery started up in the basement where I was making all the beer. Uh, that was my R&D, research and development. I was uh, brewing all kinds of beer. Uh, till today, if you get, get into the basement, you will find some beer that I, that I brew like, uh, you know, 10 years ago. Wow. So that is the place where I used to make the beer with the small, uh, used to make small batches of beer, 15 gallon. And that, that's, that's where everything began. So we realized Montclair doesn't have any brewery. And as you may know, beer brings people together, as well as sports. Mm-hmm. And uh, these are the element that can bring, uh, you know, a whole lot of people together. So we decided we was going to open the brewery. The, the most challenging part is finding a place to do that. Uh, it took quite some time, but we was persistent. And then we finally found the place for that. And here we are, a year later. Yeah. What, what made you pick this location? Well, this location is perfect because it was, um, you know, it was an upcoming location, and also it's a suitable for industrial uh, because you can't open a brewery just about anywhere. Yeah. It has to be, um, you know, it has to be suitable for production, industrial, uh, and and that's yeah. why this this location is. 
perfect for yeah. that. Yeah, and also, so picking a location wasn't easy at all. So first of all, we wanted we had the name of the business. We knew we wanted to call it Montclair Brewery, and ideally, then that meant we wanted it in Montclair. But it wasn't easy to find a place suitable for a brewery in Montclair. So at one point, so this was actually a second spot, a section. We actually had a different spot, which thankfully fell through, which is why then we happened to find this one. So that's where they say everything happens for a reason. So it was a yes. really good thing that that other one fell through. And then this one came through because this is definitely perfect for um for what we're doing, Absolutely. also, yeah, 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 definitely perfect. Even when I, even when I first discovered that the brewery is here in Montclair, it just made perfect sense for it to be right here, specifically yeah. at this location, <laughs> right? You know, with the ample parking space in the back, yeah, it just fit perfectly. Absolutely, location. We're right. close to everything, yeah. right near the train station yeah. as well. Exactly. So that's um, a nice convenience, and this is kind of a more um, up and coming area in Montclair as well. Yeah. And, and so, like, for anyone that doesn't know what a, a brewery is, like, what, what is a brewery? Like, is it just, a, is it a bar? Is it not? Like, what, is, what does it make you guys? A brewery yeah. is all of that. It's, yeah, a, it's, a, it's it could be a production, a production brewery is where beer gets manufactured and shipped elsewhere and distributed to bar and, uh, and other places. But a microbrewery with a tap room is a place where you manufacture beer and then sell the beer right on the spot. So people can get to experience uh, the way beer is made, because not necessarily everybody know how beer is made. So we get to give tour, show them how it can, uh, you know, how beer is is made and all of that, thing, as well as educational, you know, and then also a place where people can come together and sit down as a family and play around and play some games. And, and uh, as you may know, this it's not it's not easy in this country to. Uh, to live a family life and then be at home with all the kids and all of that, uh, you know. And then also you can't take your whole family to a bar. It's sometimes difficult to do that. So this is a place that offers those kind of things, you know, where all the family get together and then sit down and, and have fun. The parents drink beer and the kids drink something else. Yeah. A soda. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we always like to tell people, especially I love to tell people that we are not a bar. We are a tap room. Mm. So even though we have a bar in here, um, we're different. As Leo mentioned, that families, children are allowed. Even um, the dogs are allowed in here as well because we don't serve food. And you can bring food in instead. We, we're BYOF. Bring your own food. Uh, we supply all the drinks, but you can bring your food. So it's very different. It's a community gathering space. But at the heart of it is our brew house, which is a production facility. So that's what makes it what it is. It's because we actually produce everything here on site. Everything you drink here is produced here on site. Whether that's our non-alcoholic drinks or our beers, um, it's produced, it's manufactured here. So very different from bars where or restaurants that purchase their products. We actually produce our products. That's a big 
difference for people who don't uh, may not understand what a microbrewery is or what a brewery is at all. Right. Uh-huh. And that's the main difference. And what are what are some of the legal differences from a brewery and a bar? Because I know there's certain things you guys cannot do because then you'd right. be considered a bar and vice versa. Right. Correct. Especially yeah. in New Jersey because every mm. state has their own laws. So sometimes people come and say, well, I was at a brewery in Pennsylvania or New York and they had this and that. Like, yeah, every state is different. Right. So in New Jersey, um, what differentiates us uh, mainly is one, we did not have to buy, purchase a liquor license. And because that, instead, we have a brew license. And because of that, they want to make sure that we don't have equal footing with the bars and restaurants who may have paid lots of money for their liquor license. So that is why we cannot serve food. So um, where so we cannot serve food. There's certain other restrictions that they have, and it's changing all the time as well. Uh, there's some restrictions coming up on, like, the number of events that we can have, um, whether we can even collaborate with restaurants or food people. So there's all types of I remember when we were having our first event here, there yeah. was issues with the outside. and uh, Yeah, there was all right, because based on licensed premises versus which part is not licensed so and different permits that we have to have so yeah there's a lot of legal legal stuff so we're just working through them the best that we can and just still forging straight ahead and try not to let those um stop us but i mean there were was a special ruling that actually loosened up certain things for us as well so that was also good where we can have a little bit more off-site events and things like that too so that's a good thing okay Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, aside from you guys finding, like, the perfect location and, like, you know, mastering the brewers, uh, you know, downstairs, where, where, what other challenges did you, like, have to, like, um, go through, like, you know, the, um, opening this brewery that, you know, none, none of us know really much about? Well, the, it, 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 of course, opening opening a brewery is never easy. It's uh, it's always you're gonna always run to challenges. Uh, it all depends on what kind of challenge you're talking about. When you know, we we run through challenges with the town, uh, with the town of Montclair, because uh, we took our time to educate them about this kind of this kind of business that is completely invading the whole United States of And America. it's never been done before here. It never been done in the in the in this town. Right. So that's why everybody was kind of uh, you know, we had to go through that. Right. Educate everybody about that. Uh, that was the first uh, thing we went through. And then the second challenge, if I may say, was uh, getting the authorization to have you know, have a parking lot and uh, you know uh, make sure we're not going to invade the whole town with a lot of traffic and all that. We would, these are the things we have to go through uh, before, you know, opening. And after that, the challenge was uh, physic, you know, physical, you know, working here, uh, preparing the place to receive the equipment. Those was the challenge. But if you're willing to work out enough, I don't think there's, a, you know, uh, there's any problem. Mm-hmm. So, but she went, she... Uh, she's the one that take care of all the documentation and all the document, and then also uh, going to meeting with the town, with the township of Montclair to, to explain what we wanted to do exactly. Those was the challenge. Yeah, yeah. yeah working with the town, it was mainly uh, the biggest issue was it's we needed a parking variance. 
because this is a considered a public space, a gathering space, and because of that, and based on the number of seats, so there's an ordinance in town that you need um, a certain number of parking spaces her seats inside so that meant we needed 25 if we were going to have 50 seats inside we needed 25 parking spaces so we don't have 25 right. parking spaces there. Okay. so we needed to get a variance so that was working with the planning board um, basically at their beck and call because we needed that variance so based on they we got that variance but it comes at a cost so not only a financial cost but also like they wanted okay well this is what we want you guys to do yes. we want you to paint the building we want right. you to add in two new the parking spaces <laughs> we want you to do this we want you to do that so if you want us to give you that variance these are the things you've got to do so wow. that's kind take, of it basically. yeah so, yeah, yeah. And, and how long did all of this take? Like, I, uh, I know you just got, you just celebrated your first year. year. So, how long did all this take? That took a long time. It took a year. It wow. took a, it took from when we signed the lease on this building to when we were able to open up to the public. It was about a year. So a year. So it was maybe three or four months just going through the whole variance thing because it's different committees you have to meet with first in town there's a historical preservation committee there's planning board there's all the different plans and you've got to get scheduled onto their calendar there's many other <laughs> things going on as yeah. well and then also the building um, permits themselves like it was a whole nother thing too because we couldn't even get building permits to start the work in here until all that other stuff was done. So for a an period of time, we were kind of in a standstill. We were saying, okay, what can we do? Let's do as li whatever we can do. But eventually, once that was done, now we were able to finally get the building construction permits that construction can start in here. Wow. So, and then construction yeah. started. Right. And uh, I was working, literally, almost sleeping here. You know, yeah. I had to do the plumbing. I had to do a lot of stuff my, myself. I had to rent a lot of equipment from Home Depot and start the trench here to uh, prepare the brew house for the equipment. The equipment ended up coming in February, which is, it was a very, very cold. I remember, oh, remember yeah. you know, uh, receiving all the equipment in two containers and I had to fit everything into the brewery. In the meantime, I had a lot of construction equipment sitting here, you know. It was, it was very, uh, it was tough. it was very tough. Yeah. So, but we, we ended up doing everything and uh, everything, you know, turned out to be great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. When I look back, it's uh, I can still some feel some stuff on my back. <laughs> yeah, it's there. <laughs> yeah, that's love pain. Absolutely, that's it. Yeah. What I I know you guys pride yourself on being a black-owned brewery. Have you guys seen your business improve like in that way? Like, do people talk to you about that? And you know, I I always. Uh, have a different perspective when it comes to, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't refer myself as a as a black mm -hmm. because it's obvious. Because so, blue. So <laughs> <laughs> I never, I, you know, it is something I, I never. <laughs> probably because I'm from elsewhere. Right. I don't see it that way, and I see myself as a human being first. Right. And then the rest. 
uh, follow later, you know, because I'm, hey, and uh, for where I'm from, everybody's look the same. <laughs> right, yeah, right. So, you, you know, know being here, that's what people, you know, say, and that's what people, right. you know. exactly. And, exactly. That, that's and people are proud of. Right, yeah. that's you how know? I see myself. I don't get out there and say, this is a, this is a black owned or blue owned or red owned, you know. Uh, uh, I just, you know, you own it. Uh, yes. Yeah. That's all. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, but but your question was whether other people sometimes whether it makes a difference yeah. or right. something. Yeah. So I would say that yes, it, it it makes a difference for some people when they come in here and they see that it's black owned, especially if they are black themselves. They feel a huge pride in being able to support us, and even for those that are not black, they feel also for the most part. I'm sure not everyone, but for the most part, they feel good that hey this is so great to see someone who's so-called minority doing mm -hmm. something like this and to see someone who you don't normally see owning breweries mm -hmm. or owning many businesses or especially here in Montclair or something seeing us they feel a sense of pride and they feel good and they feel good about supporting us because they're like this is great what you guys are doing and keep it up I feel proud I'm so proud of what you're doing so they feel that way and and I and I feel good about it too and when they do come I make sure I um recognize that and I thank them also for their support because wow. some people do go out and make a lot of conscious effort to support black owned business I right. do that myself so and I know many other people do that so I do appreciate them making that special trip right. they, they can choose many other places to go but they're like hey we could choose this one or that one or that one but hey this one is black oh let's go check this yes, one out yes. yeah. and they do and I'm really thankful for that so yeah that's a good thing I think. right no yeah. definitely it's uh, I understand that I don't see it um, the same way uh, as people you know in the US see that I used to owning a business I since I was 17 I never worked for anyone I always oh, wow. worked for myself wow so it's very you can ask any any other African person um, to see if they emphasize that uh, kind of thing that it's a black owned or it's this no one would you know we don't make a difference you know and uh, and I think I think you know I think this country's been like that because because of the history of the country and I, I'm not saying it is not right mm -hmm. you know people have a right to do that but coming from me you know, I, ne I never look at it that way. And if we cease to look at that way, if we stop looking at it that way, I think we can we can take a step forward. Mm. You know, uh, and instead of saying, "Oh, yeah, it's so and so, so for all," no, you know. And uh, you know, this is my observation being in this country for for this right. this amount of time. Uh, that if people can stop, you know, uh, you know, saying that and focus on the quality and how to make something, I think we, we will get somewhere. You know? Right. And uh, that, not that it doesn't bother me sometimes when people say, wow, how did you learn how to do that? I simply remove my hat. I got few, few white hair. <laughs> 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 you know, <laughs> that is the experience. Right. You know. But I'm not looking at, you know, you know I, I know uh, people would be asking me that because, oh, yeah, how come you, you, uh, you from Africa and you doing that? 
And I start by telling them, you also are from Africa. If you look deep, deep down, we all come from there. Yeah. So we're the original people, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> yeah. And everybody else got made somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You know. Yeah. So that is the kind of empowerment we can bring to ourselves. Right. In order to move forward mm-hmm. and doing other things. There's no reason for, for limitations. Right. Exactly. If you want to do yeah. something, you just... As soon just... as you bring race into something, you're putting yourself... You're cornering yourself. You're putting yourself out there. But I believe we as a human being, and we as an African, we was the first human being to be created. So if we was going to walk around and say we're superior, it it would be disturbing. But we're not doing that. We have to keep that to ourselves. You know, and know deep down that we was the first human being to be created. It is absolutely normal that we do what we do. Right. Right. So if you deeply believe in that, I mean anything you can do. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> That's Could, how I couldn't have it. said it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so I'm I'm really interested in like how you got started brewing beer. Like was it? Um, did you learn this back in Africa or is Absolutely. it here? Okay. Brewing beer was always in my. Uh, I can say it was always in my DNA. I grew up watching my mom do that. Was your mom? Yeah. Wow. My mom was brewing. And she was doing it, uh, you know, pretty hard because she'd take the grain and uh, she germinated the grain, you know, because brewing beer is what? It's sugar and yeast. She would wet the grain. When the grain started to germinate, she would stop it and dry it. And that's when the grain carried a lot more sugar. And she would crush that and make the beer with that. That was fascinating to me. And what, because she liked it or... It no, was like a hobby or? I liked it because every holiday, that's what we used to have at home. Mm. I was looking forward to Christmas and, and Easter because I know she was going to brew beer. So we would sit there and watch how she do it. So just like how Italian grandmas cook, exactly. make their own sauce, make their own pasta. your mom made, made beer. Right. Yeah. She was making the beer. Wow. And it makes sense to me. Uh, growing up, I couldn't understand why so many people was coming at home, was hanging at home. And now I get it. Wow. You know? Somehow, you know, a lot of ladies, a lot of African women understand uh, the social structure of families, so that's why they start brewing to bring people together, mm. you know. And that's how everything began. Until today, women are the only people that brew beer. You will never see a man brewer over there. You, know? you will never see that. It's only women. They're the ones that brew beer, you know. And uh, when they men's are there only to drink, mm-hmm. so you know, <laughs> right? And uh, and, wow. uh, and that's how I, I came to brewing. That's how I learned how to brew. Wow. When I first, when I moved here, I realized that whatever my mother was doing, it's already it's already done for you. The grain is already malted and everything. So uh, that's a lot easy to you know. You just take the grain, mill it, and then put it into hot water. Get the sweet liquid, boil it, add two hops, and wait weeks or two weeks, and you got beer. Mm-hmm. That's how I came to brew. Wow, I would have never thought. No, I didn't know any of that. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's how beer is made. <laughs> we didn't wow. even know. I just thought you'd like beer and <laughs> you just, you yeah, just that you're was like, the passion. <laughs> screw it, let me do it myself. Yeah. I don't want to buy beer, I want to make it myself. Right. I, but I didn't know it no, went I, that. No, I'm, I'm in, in that kind of nature. I, I came from cooking. I learned to cook also from her by watching her cook. Mm. But when you know uh, one element already, the rest is easy to get to. You know, when you're used to cooking, 
you can get you can do you can do most of this stuff too. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't like going out and buying stuff. No, I, I love to make stuff. Just to get the experience of making it, you know, and just to to be able to tell myself I was able to go through that. Right. I can, let's move on to the next project. Mm-hmm. I made that. That's right. My so creation. Life is a constant discovering, constant discover of things. So if we're not doing that, we're not living. Right. You're doing radio. This is you. You came into radio and then you're doing that and you're doing DJing. That, that that's how it is. It's a constant, yeah. uh, you know, learning process. That's what life is. You know, if you're not learning throughout the process of living, it doesn't make any sense. Right. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Because what I'm really fascinated about is that, like, you know, normally a lot of people that do brew beer, it's just because they. Um, they were just like, you know what, I'm tired of you know just drinking beer and whatnot, and I want to try and make my own in my And also, beer. right now, it's a trend too. Yeah. I, no, I, if you do that, if you do that, you you're gonna end up you're gonna end up you you not you don't want to learn. You're gonna end up making some bad stuff. But if you're doing it because you love the way it smells, you love the way it tastes, and you intrigued by the way yeast work, I think you can make some good beer. Right. But I, I think also, as you mentioned, he loves making things. Yeah. Like he's a cook, uh, he's a baker, he does. So making beer, I think, was just like another item to make, to cook. But yeah, he does prefer, yeah. And I'm sure he liked to drink it as well. So <laughs> the whole thing where you yeah, said some people course. like to, you, you're not going to make something that you don't like. You don't like what, to drink. What's your favorite thing that Leo makes besides beer? Um, there's, there's, there's a lot I like. Like actually, there's a dish. So there's dinner that he just made a few nights ago. I think it's um, which I almost forgot. I think it's actually an African dish. It's I think it's Senegalese. It's called yasa. I really like that a lot. It's made with chicken and olives and onions, and it's just got a lot of flavor and taste wow. to it. So yeah, I like that. I like there you go. Yeah. And so that's Leo's department. Yes. You know. Making the beer, working on that, and now what's what what's some of the hands-on stuff you work on on a daily basis at the brewery? Yeah, so I do all the behind-the-scenes stuff and lots of the behind-the-scenes. So a lot of the administration part of it too. So one, there's a lot of um, paperwork involved, so a lot of filing with the state, with the federal government. Um, those are kind of the not-so-fun stuff, but stuff that needs to get done. But then also some of the fun stuff, like working on the creating of the events, um, doing the promotion and the marketing and the social media. So I do all of that, too. Um, kind of like manage the tap room, manage the office. Um, we both kind of hire and recruit bartenders, but I'm the one that, like, puts out all the ads and all of that for whenever we do need um, help. Um, Let's see, just really everything, like from even the merchandise that we sell, the designing of it, the ordering of it. So everything else except for making the beer is kind of what I do. (laughs) (laughs) Paying Leo. That includes managing me. (laughs) Yeah, well, somebody has to do it. (laughs) And doing the payroll and all that. Right, right, right. It requires all of that. I think 
Uh, you know, these are things that I would never try to do. It's very, very difficult. Even filing for licensing, it's a, it's a whole brick of paper to be filed with the state and all of that. Oh, I can you know, imagine. Most people hire a lawyer to do that. Yeah. We was lucky enough that she's able to do that. Yeah. Able to go all through all these tons of paperwork and do it. You know, I'm glad I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm doing the, the Sounds most. like you guys found your strengths and you, you work right. on what you like. Yeah. And yes. No, definitely. You know, and, and that's what it required to, to have, a, uh, have a great business. You know, when everybody know their position in the business structure, I think, you know, sometimes people go into business not understanding that each person have to play a role in that business. And sometimes it, it can be very, um, very crazy, you know. But uh, once you know that, I think you, you, can, you can start anything. You can start anything. You have, I was doing the construction, doing the woodwork, doing all the furniture while I was here, you know. And, uh, and I, I, I learned how to be resourceful to use all the wood that we have. You know, I think the fact that, uh, you know, coming from a different country, you know, allowed you to see things differently. You know, when I first moved in here, I was not seeing any obstacle to what I wanted to do. I only see opportunity. So if you have that kind of state of mind, and I think you can turn anything into, into a great thing, mm -hmm. you know. And I remember having all this pile of wood here and everybody was telling me, we need to get a dumpster and put that in there. So they start putting all the wood in the dumpster and I went back and pulled each one of them and back here into the, into the I'm like, no, we, we have to keep this wood, you know? And that's the wood we're actually sitting on right oh now. Oh my God. Wow. That's what it is. You yeah. made so, these? Yes. Yeah. So it was, a, it, was a, it was about seeing things differently. It's about, you know, and also we receive all our delivery. Uh, we got all the delivery from the wood pallet, and that's the table we're sitting on right now. This yeah. is the wood pallet. I noticed the pallet. We're going right. to take some photos of these so everyone could see. You know. Wow. Yeah. So, it's all custom furniture. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And very comfortable, I must yeah. say. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's, it's about yeah. seeing, you know, things differently. Yeah, you instead know. of throwing out the wood instead and letting it go to waste, out. you just right. got some a bunch you know. of chairs people yeah. could sit on instead of buying to, furniture. Right, you just have to learn how to be resourceful because we nobody have unlimited fun to do anything. Yeah, we definitely did so, not have unlimited you know, funds. So that's what it is. That's that's you know that's first you have to work the mind first and see what you're willing to do. You know what is what you're willing to show people, and if you if you willing to show that artistic side of uh, you, I think you can get, you can convince anyone, you mm -hmm. know, and that's what we'd be looking, we should be looking to do, you mm -hmm. know, absolutely. Yeah. Most people told me, oh, you gotta, you gotta call, hire somebody to do the, the uh, you know, do the wood, it's gonna look good, uh, you know, I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> I know that, <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know. You're gonna do it yourself. Yeah, I can do the same thing, so. Right. You know, and that's that's what I did. Yeah. yeah. And who, who names the beer? The beer is mostly her. Uh, most of the beer, we sit down. It's a teamwork. Uh, she sit down. She tell me what she think the beer should be named. In the beginning, we wanted the community here to feel that they're part of it. 
that's why we named certain street after the beer. Uh, there's a one beer called High Mount, High Mount Stout. It is the street we live on, High Mount. And, uh, and, and, and we named the beer after that. And yeah. some of the political beer had come straight from me because I think it's very funny. So, you know, the only people that are going to remain here is us. And the politicians always come four years, every four years they come and go. They tell us whatever they, whatever they want, we listen to, and then we give, we give our vote. So that's why we, we, we're trying to make fun of that and, uh, and also have people understand uh, that, you know, we should be in the politics that's going to unite us instead of being politics that's going to divide us. So as long as we think like that, we can, we're okay. You know, that's why we give, you know, certain name, you know, that we often hear, like the collusion <laughs> or the Mueller report that we're nice. aging for two years. <laughs> no way. So we're aging that for two years. <laughs> it will be available in 2020. And that is the full report, not the non-redacted version. <laughs> <laughs> That's the full report. Full People will get to know what happened then <laughs> after drinking after that drinking beer. That beer. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's a, they, that's a, they don't want to tell us name. what happened in that report. We have it right here. <laughs> Yo. We can taste it. <laughs> we can taste it. <laughs> and it's very smoky, too. <laughs> so wow. those are the things we very much interested in doing. Right now, we have the witch hunt that is on top. Mm. The witch hunt is, remember, the, <laughs> you know... Uh, our president always call it a witch hunt. Yeah, the greatest yeah, yeah, witch hunt yeah. of all time. Yeah. So we might as well made a witch hunt. Throw it in there. Yeah. And we, it's a Halloween time. Who doesn't? Wow, it's fantastic. <laughs> it's yeah. fitting. Yeah. Jeez. Right. Wow. So yeah, we we love to make beer. Nice. That reflect what we live on right now. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, and the, at the same time, we hope that people will will like. It. Mm -hmm. I don't know yeah. if you guys mentioned it, but what was the first beer that you named here? The, oh, I think the, the first. first one was probably yeah. the Poor Richard's IPA. And we named that because this building used to be Poor Richard's refinishing, furniture refinishing. And a lot of people in the community know this building from that because they had been here for a number of years right. and everyone knew. So we knew we wanted to make, to pay homage to what this building was before and the people that um, worked in it. Yep. So we named the beer after after that. So after Poor Richard's Poor IPA. Richard. Yeah. No. Wow. Poor Richard was restoring people furniture. We like to wow. restore people so There you go. <laughs> Through beer. Through beer. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. And what's some of your favorites that you've had? Uh, okay. Well, like I, wouldn't say, I wouldn't say favorite. Uh, the, the most challenging beer we ever brew, yeah. I can give you that. You know, uh, it, it's it's uh, it's uh, probably the the, uh, the hmm. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the Kavanaugh. The Kavanaugh was one of the most challenging beer. Mm. It is sitting at home watching Justice Kavanaugh be nominated and listen to him say, "I like beer. I love beer," with such of a sour face that we had to make a beer to reflect that kind of face mm. of Justice Kavanaugh. You know during the nomination process. Uh, and uh, we first, the intention was to make a sour beer. We end up making a Belgium strong ale. 
and purposely contaminating that beer with a different kind of yeast stream. So, and we got the perfect, perfect sourness, uh, you know, and everybody wow. loved it. That was the Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh was, uh, he went, went pretty quickly. That was one of the most challenging beer I ever made, mm. you know. And, um, yeah, okay. you know, yeah. Yeah, as far as uh, my favorite, um, so it somehow depends on the mood that I'm in, but I love stouts. I think it's also my background is Jamaican. My favorite Jamaican. I think that's just a Caribbean thing. We love our stouts. So we have one. So you're drinking the coconut one now. Too, but we also have another coconut one sometimes, which we don't have now. But the Barton's Bush coconut stout, which is actually named after my um, family's area in Jamaica. Is so that, is, is it's, it no, this one. Oh. Is, this one is the blind date coconut. Blind date. Um, this, this beer this is very much different. international. So, I can tell you. I, I can tell you coconut. where all the yeah. ingredients come from. I actually taste the coconut. In it. Yeah, right. yeah. You can taste coconut. Yeah, really nice. And, yeah. and date syrup is in that yeah. one too. Mm. The date come from right. Iraq. Right, right, right. Uh, so the honey, the honey come from Burkina, where I'm from. <laughs> oh my god. Right. And I, I taste the richness. There's, it's right. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's a very, it's, very not, it's a very, yeah. uh, right. you know, it's right. a, and also there's some molasses also in there. The molasses, mm. I, I believe, come from Cuba. It's a very international beer. When you drink that beer, you see yourself everywhere in all these countries. <laughs> <laughs> you got the, the coconut that takes you back to the Caribbean in, in Jamaica. And then the, uh, the, the, the honey, you would not taste it very well, but it is in there that... That's the one that increases the alcohol level because honey takes time to to ferment, and uh, the molasses give the sweetness of the beer, and that's what you get in in, in, in one beer. Super wow. dark. Yeah. 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 So yeah. It. So a lot of yeah. yeah. But the one that is my favorite is one of the other ones. This one is good too, but one of the other ones that we don't have on tap now. Um, well, really, almost most of the stouts, but that one, the Barton's Bush Coconut Stout, we've had a North Mountain Chocolate Stout in the past. Um, yeah, so those are some of the favorite stouts. The Blind Date is is good as well. Yeah, I do like yeah. that one too. Uh, but then on the non dark bear side, I also like we had a Frog Hollow Orange Wheat Bear that was really good. I really like that. So we don't have that one now, but I really no, like it that. It is coming. And yeah, yeah. also um, the Buzz Ale that we currently have, that's a nice one too. That's a Belgian Blonde Ale. Mm. So, yeah, so sometimes I, I like a lot of them, but those are probably some of my yeah. favorite ones. Getting, like. we, getting we me thirsty. A <laughs> brand new beer that we're brewing called the People Republic of Montclair. And, uh, you know, that was given, the name was given by, uh, you know, I can say the name was Inspire. Uh, uh, because the governor mentioned it. The governor <laughs> mentioned that <laughs> Montclair is the People's Republic. <laughs> wow. know? So that's why we, we're making a bear called the People's Republic of Montclair. Nice. Wow. PRM. So PRM. that should be a, available <laughs> by next week. There you go. Yes. Boom. Yeah. So, um, maybe a Saturday radio beer, maybe sometime in the future. Ooh, I, 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 you I'm don't know. Throw, hey, yeah. I'm just throwing hey, it out there. I'm up for that. Hey, Listen, hey. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> throwing it out. Possible. There. <laughs> Absolutely. Here. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, so, what would you say are like three elements that 
anyone that should run a brewery should should always have in mind while pursuing that goal. And I know it's hard because we talked about all these. Yes. Things, you know? <laughs> no, definitely. Yeah. I'm gonna let you answer okay. that. Okay. And, uh, um, three elements. So one is to work well on the product because you gotta have good product. That's a, that's one of the main things. If you have good product, people will keep coming back. So work on your product, perfecting it, making sure the quality is there, all of that. Um, the second, I would say, then is the experience. So if you, if someone is, if it's a brewery with a tap room like this, then the experience is a big part. So when people come in, what are they going to experience? Because sometimes that combine with the product is what keeps people in staying longer and is what brings them to come back again too did they feel how, how did they feel when they were here did they feel welcome was the customer service great did everyone greet them did they feel relaxed and like they're just chilling out that hey i could spend hours here because i'm just so comfy here so, and lots of times, like, people say here, oh, I like the vibes. I love the vibes. It's just so chill here. Yeah. So the experience is another thing for them to focus on. And the third one, and maybe I'm saying it because I am a marketer by nature, but I would say, like, the marketing of it. And a lot of people are seeing that. Without the marketing, like, you can have a great product. You can have a great place where it's pretty comfortable but if nobody knows about it and you're not like promoting it out there then it's like all of that is for loss exactly so the marketing you got to spread it you got to let people know whether that's through social media which is so big and important or through print ads or through partnering with different community groups or whatever but let people know that you're what you're doing yeah so I would think those are kind of three most important elements to focus on for anyone who's um, planning on opening up a microbrewery. And with that being said, where could you, people find you and come drink here? We're right in Montclair, New Jersey. we right on by Walnut Street, by the train station. and um, 101 Walnut 101 Street. Walnut. <laughs> here we go. You know, and, and also I want to add, uh, you know, one more thing to what you just say. When you... Yeah decide to go in business, you have to understand that you become a people person. And you can't be a people person and and not be nice. That's a very much important part of being uh, being in business. Once you a people once you if you're a people person, be nice. Be nice to everybody. Be welcoming. These are part of you know, live what you do. Mm-hmm. And love what you do. When you do that, it's going to reflect on your customer. Your customer is going to feel that kind of vibe. These are the communication you don't necessarily have to open your mouth to say, but they feel it, you know. And, and that when, helps everything else because yeah, that's marketing. Because then right, you can right, say, right. Exactly. "Oh, he was very nice." Right. And, and you, when you, you know? feel something, and you 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 walk into a place, you shake somebody's hand, you're like, "Oh, wait a minute, I need to get back to that place because I got." It's kind of vibe that you can never get anywhere, you know. It goes prior, a long way. Yeah, it goes a long way. Prior to opening a brewery, I uh, I was driving around trying to find a spot for the brewery, and I chose to to drive for Uber. And Uber, it's one of the biggest bank of network. 
I end up meeting 50 billion people while driving Uber. Mm. And through conversation, I made so many friends. And these are the friends that end up funding when we was looking to open that door over there. Wow. Wow. It is very important that people understand that, mm. that how you can get people involved without producing that much effort, you know? So I met so, so many of these people, and through conversation, through being a people person, everybody understood what we were trying to accomplish. Right. Until today, a lot of people come to the brewery and say, remember when we had that drive? Wow. Of course I don't remember. <laughs> what, what are you going to say? <laughs> yes, I do remember. <laughs> I remember you. you no, know, but you're right. It, it, we, had, we had one of the greatest conversations. There you go, ever. In your right. Life. That's it. <laughs> That's all the person needs to know. Yeah. And then, you know, and, and the person would, would, would feel very much important. Right. You know. So those are the very same people that when I was ready to do the fundraiser, they're the one that came and to help us do, you know. And if you had kept your mouth shut and not talked to them, right. you, wouldn't you wouldn't be here right now. Exactly. Right. You yeah. wouldn't be here right now. Right. You know. People was looking for me because they know that I told them years ago that... I wanted to open up a brew. Wow, wow. And they came in here and said, you kept your yeah. word. I'm like, yes. I was not just kidding. I was just <laughs> So those are the things that you can you can do, you know, to, to make people feel that they're part of your story. And 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 these are the things, no matter what you do, it doesn't matter if it's a brewery, yes or no. As long as it is a business and you get people in, in, you know, into your dream. I think, you you know, all these positive reactions, we end up pushing your business to become real. Right. That's what it is. And I think it, it, it helps three of the, all three of the things right. that you mentioned. Right, 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 right. That's like it's the big blanket and it helps. Exactly. Everybody talk about secrets. There is none. These are the secrets. And we all have it. Mm -hmm. if, if, we, if we unveil that kind of secret. Mm -hmm. It is the same thing. I learned that when we was ready to open up a, a radio station. Years right. Ago. We we was we planned that we play, we planned that radio station and we end up making it happen. Yeah. Oh man. All right. Yep. All right. So yeah. So I know we're trying to wrap up. So as far as where people can find us. Yes. So as we mentioned, the 101 Walnut Street right here in Montclair. You can take the train, New Jersey Transit, to Walnut Street stop. You could also find us online on Instagram at Montclair Brew on Facebook at Montclair Brew. Um, you could also find us on our website www www.montclairbrewery.com mm -hmm. and you can sign up for our um, newsletter from our website as well. Yes. And, and let's keep the conversation going. Yes. yes. Well, and we hope everyone listening right now stops by, checks you guys out, mm -hmm. has a drink with you guys. and Please. And there's much more stories that they have to share. So come, yeah. Yeah. come by, you know, yes. chat it up with um, Denise and Leo, you know, let them know that we sent you guys here. Yeah. No, great. It's, it's, yes. it's a good thing thank you guys are doing this. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. And again, from us and all of Saturday, we want to thank you guys, too, for allowing us to DJ oh, please. here yeah. multiple times yeah. and yeah. always being very welcoming when, always you Always nice know, when you guys show up. Absolutely. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Thank yeah. you guys for listening. And make sure you check us out on iTunes, Spotify, everywhere you listen to podcasts. We're really growing Saturday. So share this with people that you know would like beer, that come to Montclair Brewery, all that fun stuff. Let us know what you think, guys. And um, my name's NKNX. Hey, Bart. 
and we will see you next time. Enjoy your day. Like a papa spill, head shaking, open up a level sky, right?